Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello one and all. Welcome on back to a Comics Corner podcast. Hi, George. Hi, Travis. Hey, buddies. Hi, Jason. Good to see you both. Good to see both of you. Do we have comics to talk about? We do. Oh, boy, good. (laughs) We've already introduced ourselves. Oh, wow. (laughs) These are just barreling right through. Right into it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a bunch of good books out this week. Um... Uh, just starting right off, uh, I think Travis and I both uh, have been quite enjoying the new run of Conan, which is on uh, Marvel Comics now, uh, yeah. with the wonderful writer Jason Aaron, which happens to pair Jason and his wife's name by chance. Truth. Um, but yeah, anyways, he's uh, he's a really really good writer. He does, I mean he he does everything from like crime to. Uh, to like weird like alternate history fantasy and like weird biblical things and <laughs> also now Conan Conan indeed but yeah he actually all of, not all of those things but he his his stable of writing really does lend itself to doing like the the short little vignette type stories that they're doing so far which I hope continues yeah it's it's been really cool and uh, kind of helps with uh, if if you miss an issue you, you don't have to mess up your continuity yeah yeah. <laughs> Which every once in a while you find a really good like anthology style thing like this one, and it, I will, I guess we'll give an update if it changes. But so far it's been kind of just one shot stories in the first couple of them. Yeah, with with little hidden things that uh, from from the first issue. Yeah, hiding yeah. in the background a little bit, a little bit. Um. But yeah, I greatly enjoyed that one. Yeah, definitely. Jumping, I guess. Uh, yeah, my stack is is very image heavy for the moment, so we'll go with those guys. Um. We had the the wonderful, creepy, uh, suspenseful Gideon Falls number ten from good old Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino, continuing to be just a ridiculously fast paced story. Like if, if anything, it's if they ever take a step back in the next couple of issues, they'll take like five large jumps forward with the story, and it's been <laughs> like breakneck in the pace. I've been really, really enjoying it. Uh, one of the comics that is easy to remember what happens issue to issue, even though it's a little crazy and a little bit trippy and there's like weird stuff going on. For some reason, this story just sticks with me issue to issue more than most other things does. Nice. It's It's got like all kinds of puzzles that they're putting together too, right? Yeah. The main character is uh, definitely dealing with um, like, like schizophrenic kind of mentality. Um, but at the same time, we've kind of started to learn that some of these, these crazy mentality, you know, like... You know, things that he's, you know, had in his brain that he needs to do uh, are actually kind of true. Yeah. Like, he's, the, the madness is slowly kind of coming around to seeming like maybe he's the only one that really knows what's going on. Yeah, right right at the point where I dropped off, uh, which I, I need to get back into it, but right, uh, they were, it was right where they started showing some of the stuff that was actually happening. Gotcha. That he's, he's maybe this guy's not crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> or even if he is crazy, you know, like give him a chance, you know, he's not. Yeah. Anyways, good stuff. It's, it's been phenomenal. And the artwork has been so solid the whole time through normal, you know, batches of reality and then into the crazy mind bending trippiness that involves the, the elusive black barn as it were. Yeah. 
but yeah, so high high quality stuff coming up from the image stuff. Following right into Middle West from Scotty Young and George Corona. Good old good old George on the art. Such a good one. <laughs> And uh, as you can see on the cover of this one, uh, the the dad who was once a tornado has some crazy tattoos and crap on his on his body. I I described uh, this comic to somebody earlier, and we were, we were talking about it. He's like, "What what what's the deal with this one?" And I was like, "Well, it's about this uh, this guy that uh, blames his kid for everything bad in his life, and then he turns into a tornado." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Weird. Then, and then it you know. It goes on from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, the kid meets a wizard. He's got a talking fox. It's a it's a it's a whimsical fun story. The back and forth between the kid and the fox is is awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> they have a they're they're like they're almost frenemies at the at the point of you know the, all the contention and things that have happened. But a little fox is just smarmy as hell. Yeah, just mm-hmm. whining about the the journey <laughs> the whole time, and he's like, "Well, why are you following me?" I'm like, "I'm just heading this way too." Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the uh, the movie Human Tornado? No. Don't. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's no. an old, old Rudy Ray Moore movie. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Not his best. When did it come out? <laughs> oh, sometime in the 70s. I okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. It's an old exploitation film. Oh, mm, nice. wonderful. Yeah. He was the guy that did that, uh, this ain't no white Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, some of the most unsuspecting people have picked that up in the store. <laughs> I, I finally got to take it home and nice. give it to my buddy, who, Very nice. uh, who's the hugest Rudy Ray Moore fan I know. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> but I digress. More comics. <laughs> Uh, keeping up on the image train of, of crazy high quality stuff, uh, we had Isola number six, which is starting up the second story arc. And as an added bonus, uh, this is literally free for anybody that comes in and wants it. The prologue to Isola, which had been published in the comic book called Motor Crush, I think over the course of five or six issues. It was in that one and one other one, wasn't it? You think? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't remember. It was the books that the creative team of Isola had done before they started publishing isola yeah you could get it for a while online mm-hmm. on their website i think it, if you go digging through you can find it there but it's buried deep on that website it's weirdly hard to find yeah but um, now you can get it in print yeah yeah so if you want to it's like a 10 page maybe 12 page little comic but it sets up the story and kind of explains how this crazy tiger situation happened with the queen who the queen who has been turned into a tiger so you know if that if you're either invested in that story already or would like to check it out, you can uh, get a little freebie to give it a little taste. It, uh, when I was watching through the the Titans on uh, the DC Universe thing, mm-hmm. uh, every time Beast Boy turned into his tiger, I always thought of that comic because he looked a lot like the oh nice the one from there. Yeah, she is. She, yeah, she's got that kind of a look to her. She's a uh, well, not quite green, but but she's a uh, you know cool looking. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it, she's like uh, like blue and green or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Crazy fantasy stuff. And the alternate cover on this one is gorgeous. If you have if you're interested in this comic book at all, you should check that one out too. Uh, we're getting really really close to the end of the Wicked and the Divine. Um, I can't remember exactly how many, but there's somewhere between one and like three more issues, and then it's all actually yeah. said and done. 
it's all coming coming to a head. Which the premise on this one is that every basically every century a pantheon of gods is reincarnated in uh, within the you know the lives of youth that are that exist in the world at that time, and the gods basically are meant to burn bright and then fade away. Like within two years, they will live basically the high life, have like everything that they could ever want, uh, and then they pass on and die, taking their host bodies with them, and. Uh, it all starts to go wrong just within the first story arc of the comic <laughs> book and like they start getting targeted one by one and all this bad stuff starts happening. But As it always does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the, the, we're, we're running the clock down on this one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, a, there was a novel series that had kind of that feel a while back, wasn't there? It's, I'm sure there was. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool concept. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a whole like series of stuff based on just a similar concept. But. Yeah. I don't know why I brought it up without remembering who wrote it. <laughs> I, know, I know Jen read it. Right. Jen, yeah, I was going to say, Jen would probably know, failing us. She, she read it right about the time of the uh, the one with David Tennant that's coming out. Oh, we don't know that one either. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> David Tennant's writing it? or No, he's yeah, they're, they're adapting it for TV. He's yeah, it, There's like, uh, like an angel and a demon... And David Tennant is playing one of them. Oh, 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 Good Omens? Yeah, yeah, nice, that one. Yeah. Nice, The The Gim and then Terry Pratchett one? Yeah. I yeah. don't know if they came out at the same time as those, but I know she read them about the same time. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. Good if, stuff. If you're following what, what <laughs> my wife has been reading, so. <laughs> we, we got there. <laughs> so mark those both off on your Jen's reading bingo card at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love you, Jen. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, we got a number of cool ones out from Marvel this week. Um, they're starting to do a like anthology thing. Marvel Comics presents. Uh, it was a thing they did way back in the day. Yeah, like they did two in ones. Marvel Comic presents and a whole bunch of these like anthology ones. But uh, they're going to be pairing uh, really cool creative teams to little like one shot stories. Uh, yeah, I remember they used to have like the. Like reprints of the really early Wolverine stories. Yeah. And stuff in them. Yep. Yep. Actually, those were uh, a, a few of those were some of the earliest Wolverine comics that I ever read. But nice. yes, they were fun. Back when he was Patch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and then when Sam Keith was drawing him and he had like the two foot long claws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was good stuff. But nobody could do like shredded fabric like that guy. <laughs> You're right. No, nobody can. Uh, we also had the beginning of the second story arc of Fantastic Four, which has uh, been newly taken over by Dan Slott. Um, and Aaron Cooter actually came in and is doing the art on this issue, which he he got a start a long time ago on the Amory Wars comics with Claudio Sanchez. And it has been really cool to see him get picked up by Marvel and become kind of one of their more stable, like regular artists. He just came off of doing one of their bigger events last year, I think. Hmm. Nice. Uh, maybe the the venomized or whatever the whatever the last venom big arc that they had done I think had art by him. I will have to fact check myself on that yeah, one. It could be that that whole venomized thing was a like a fever dream. Yeah, so. a little bit. <laughs> I know he was involved in at least some of it. I'll have to go figure out what that was. And then also they've been building up to this one in a series of uh, one shots called. Um, well, actually, you know what? No, this is the invaders. This is not the defenders. Um, but the invaders number one just started up this week with a wonderful cover by Alex Ross. There was a lot of really cool ones. The the Casada one was really cool. Yep. And yep. Even the Scotty Young where they were all being cute and just <laughs> yelling at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if uh, if our sources are true, uh, Namor is back to kind of being a bad guy in this one. Yeah. But uh, back, back to being classic Namor. Yeah. Yeah. Just smash, angry all the time. Smash the humans. Imperious Rex. <laughs> 
Uh, and then another one from Marvel, we got Wolverine, the return of number four with, uh, with his um, awesome hot claws going on. You really, I still do not know what's going on with those, but. Yeah, I don't think they've quite explained it. Not and, quite. And this one, I, I haven't read it yet, but uh, flipping through it, it does. Uh, so they did kind of a crossover with the Uncanny X-Men. Okay. Uh, this is four? Yep. Yep. So three, uh, it ended, and then Uncanny X-Men, I forget which number it was, picked it right up. Because they, they had a little battle, and then this happens after the battle. Okay. Oh, cool. So that's the reading order, if you've been waiting to read that. Yeah. Uncanny X-Men. <laughs> 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 They've been blasting them out every every week, so I, I forget which one it was. <laughs> no, you're, that's totally fair. Oh, and then last one from Marvel that we have up here today, Amazing Spider-Man number 13. Uh, for some reason, I was waiting for you to do the Batman noise on that one. I don't know why. Do we have a Spider-Man noise? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I can just do Batman if you want. No, that's there okay. You hey, just give it a second. You can just do it. Flip, flip. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Ryan Otley back on this one. And, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. Um, it's been a very classic-feeling Spider-Man, except for the fact that J. Jonah Jameson uh, is on Spider-Man's side and uh, knows who he is. Oh, is this the one where he's the, the podcaster or whatever? And... Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's got, a, he's, got a, he's got, like, a broadcast show. I think it's... I don't know. I, don't, I think we established that it wasn't a podcast, but oh. you know, we'll call it close <laughs> enough. You know, it's a broadcast of some sort. Um, but yeah, and then of course, trying to trying to be helpful, Jameson of course, you know, poops in Spider Man's pudding and ruins a couple of his plans and things like that, uh, like he would. But he's doing his best. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> you wanna you wanna throw a few out? Uh, I got caught up on Death Orb from uh, Dark Horse. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you don't remember, that's about this uh, like dystopian future where it's very Mad Max and then this guy shows up uh, the, uh, throughout the, the the issues you kind of find out that uh, there's this weird religious sect that's kind of uh, running the world and uh, the leader of which has uh, a death orb that uh, is is circling the earth and he's going to bring it down and, and like murder everybody <laughs> So this guy is running around trying to find his wife who's being held captive by the this guy and Gotcha. Classic cult stuff. I mean, you know, kidnapping, world, de- you know, demolishing. Yeah. There for a while he was running around with uh this dude's head in a bag on the back of his motorcycle. I remember you <laughs> mentioning that. Did you do you find out the point of the head eventually? Well, the the guy uh you you find out in the first issue, the guy's psychic and oh. and as as the, the 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 protagonist is killing him, he he gets a vision mm-hmm. of uh of where his wife is. Oh. So this dude knows where it is. Gotcha. So he just lops the guy's head off sticks it in a bag and takes it with him and, nice. and for a little while he, he keeps getting visions from him gotcha but it, it starts running out so he's got to find a new source <laughs> <laughs> i like that a lot yeah yeah right on uh, another one I, I i i uh read is uh captain ginger oh yay yeah uh, this issue uh what number is it number four uh, it's it's starting to uh, get a lot more serious. <laughs> it's still goofy because you know it's cats in space flying a spaceship, but uh, you, you start uh, you start seeing more and more of the background behind them, and uh, and one of the cats may or may not have transcended reality. <laughs> 
good stuff. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to do that every now and then? Yeah. <laughs> Jason? I don't know. I, I, I was, I was actually kind of, uh, almost teary eyed when they, when, as they were developing this cat story, cause yeah. they, uh, to fix this big, huge, bad thing that's happening on the ship, they, they kind of, uh, forcibly evolve this kitten and, uh, and he just kind of floats off into space at the end and oh, that was wow. sad. <laughs> oh. like the, uh, baseball player that was a doctor in field of dreams. Yeah. Oh, he had to like walk off the field and age and then eventually just disappeared. Never yeah. got to play baseball again. Get that same, same sad feeling. And mm. poor mittens. <laughs> poor mittens. This, this one's name is name. Precious. Precious. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Precious. Uh, there, <laughs> there, there, there is a mittens in it though. <laughs> it was Precious based on the novel Push? Mm, I'm just kidding. Sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow it. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, I'm really enjoying it, so if you I, get a chance, pick it up. That would have sounded delightful <laughs> so far. I, uh, I'm definitely going to have to pick up a trade of that one that comes out. Uh, hopping over to the good old DC for a couple. Uh, we got Detective Comics 996. Which, uh, if you come in and it's not there, sadly, we didn't get our shipment of uh, Detective Comics. Yeah, we need to, we'll, if you are on the list and you missed that this week and you happen to also listen to this podcast, we're sorry. It'll be here soon. <laughs> Probably a week or two. Yeah, you, you now share our pain. You do indeed. Dealing with Diamond. <laughs> Uh, but that one is counting the the good old man of bats down to uh, his a thousand one thousand <laughs> detective comics. Yeah, they're uh, like a stone's throw away. I think we'll be there in a couple months. And there are some really cool covers coming of that. Nice. They're, they're doing the same thing as as the action comics one thousand. Oh, where right. On. Where they're breaking it down by decade and uh, giving uh, artists different decades. I've worked at this store a really long time. I remember when Action Comics 900 came out like it was not that long ago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> there were some great covers for those, too. Yeah, they always do a huge cavalcade of, of different variant covers for those kinds of things. But they're usually, like you said, really cool. Yeah. They do a good job. It's really cool uh, looking at them and seeing the progression of Batman throughout the decades. Oh, cool. That's nice. That's nice. They, uh, they do a good job at those. And I'm sure the modern ones will have the coolest, most flashiest artists and have some really awesome... Yeah, Capullo. Yeah. And, and those probably. guys have... I would be surprised if they didn't one. get Jim Lee and just all those classic guys. Yeah, I forget which decade he had, but uh, yeah, he's in there. Nice. Also, another Batman for the week. The One Who Laughs. Well, The Batman Who Laughs, number two, came out this week. And it was... <laughs> At the end of the comic book, just it, this is something that I'm not saying any spoilers, but if you have not read Scott Snyder's story that he did with Jock and another artist named Francesco Francovia, uh, The Black Mirror, there is a chunk of this story that won't make a complete amount of sense yet. Um, whether you go back and read it or if you just look up like a Wikipedia, you know, description of who the character is, the 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 cliffhanger page will show you a character who you're probably not as familiar with as, as the story would, you know, hope you would be at that point. I know I got to that point and I, and I was looking at this dude and I'm like, uh, I can tell by the splash page in the cliffhanger that I should know who this guy is, but I don't. (laughs) And so while you're waiting for number three of Batman, the man who laughs, uh, sorry, the Batman who laughs, uh, Go back and check out the Black Mirror. That is honestly, it's one of the first Scott Snyder comic books that I ever, ever read. And it is the one that made me a fan of his. Like, 
I, it's an 11 issue run. It was uh, when Dick Grayson took a uh, turn at being Batman when Bruce Wayne was, you know, dead or missing or whatever you want to call it at the time. So that happens right around the time where, where I was just going back, like Battle of the Cowl. Yeah. After, it, yes. And, yep. And, it happened right after that is when that run started. So actually, this you, you're, you've actually teed it up really well to read that. <laughs> nice. Um, but really, really good stuff. Um even though Bruce Wayne wasn't Batman at the time, it was like what he was, what Scott Snyder was doing, what Grant Morrison was doing with the Batman and Robin run with Dick and Damien was phenomenal. It was just a really solid era of Batman at like in all departments. So anyways, yeah, if it's anything like this one was, it, it's going to be pretty awesome. It, Check that one out. Yeah. They, Jock really brings home that really dark, gritty, almost horror bending kind of feel to it. The first like short, arc that they have in the black mirror is one of the creepiest batman comics it's nice <laughs> nice uh before we get completely away from dc we got a goddess mode number two coming out from vertigo and this comic book looks gorgeous um robbie rodriguez on the art uh a newcomer to me on the writing zoe quinn um but has been really really good so far a lot a lot happens in the first one. Yeah. I know. I'm 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 kind of glad I didn't get a chance to read the first one and was able to read them both at the same time. Nice. I, okay. I was able to kind of process all of the information that they just jammed down into the world building. And yeah, yeah, they, it's kind of breakneck right off the bat. But I think once we get a little bit deeper into the story, we'll maybe be thankful that we didn't have to go through all that as like a slow burn over the course of like the first five issues. They yeah. kind of just get the setup knocked out of the way first issue, and then the cliff hanger sets up what the comic is going to be which is nice but yeah it is a huge world that they're making though <laughs> and i know we talked about it on the first one uh, when the first one came out but it's uh this world where like basically everything is run by this sentient ai yeah it's it's kind of it took me a little bit to figure out what exactly was going on but basically uh you're you're just hanging out in your apartment and you have these nanites in your in your eyes and uh they hook up to the central AI and allow you to basically go other places without actually going to other places. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. I it, hadn't, I hadn't actually quite picked up on the finer tune details of that. That's crazy. Yeah. So you're, you're other, you're other places interacting with things, but you're not actually physically there. Mm, it, mm. Your, your brain just thinks you are. Right. Okay. And then in the process of doing that, uh, uh, every once in a while you apparently find this other hidden layer mm. and that's where the uh these these monsters start attacking people and and then if you survive you get to be one of these uh they they call them oracles right i think so yeah yeah, yeah. and that's that's where the main character meets up with her little team that forms and it's effectively like the mainframe of the AI that's yeah. like Tron style. They're just kind of in it. Yeah. And that's where they kind of get these, uh, superpowers. Yep. Yep. Cheat codes on reality. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really, I love the concept and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, wrapping it up with a couple of number threes as the single issues are concerned. Uh, we had firefly number three with the wonderful creative team of Greg pack and Dan McDade, uh, who is a part of something that we're going to mention in just a second. Uh, and then also from Mike Allred and Rich Tommaso is the Dick Tracy comic, uh, also the third issue coming out this week, which has been so fun. It's just like a, a super fun throwback to, um, you know, like that the crime noir style thing. But it's got that kind of lighthearted mentality that that Rich Tommaso brings to stuff like Spy Seal and all the other weird, wonderful things that he does. Yeah. 
but yeah, going back to that Dan McDade real thing, uh, thing real quick. Um, this week, we just got some samples sent in of some really cool looking new graphic novels from a completely new studio, a uh, publishing company. Uh, the company is called TKO Studios, and they sent us like four different samples of different graphic novels that they have coming out. Um, which, to just to list them really quick, because the creative teams are, are pretty crazy um, if you've been reading comics for any length of time. Um, but there's one called Sarah, number one, which is like a, a World War II, um, you know, it, you were saying it's like the, the women's sniper teams that were yeah, kind of holding they, back. Yeah, the, the, the Russian uh, female sniper teams were famous for just eviscerating the, the Nazis as they were trying to invade. Nice. Um, and that the creative team on that is no less than Garth Ennis and Steve Epting, which are, is just a, a like a rock star team of comic book people. Steve Epting, like I've, we flipped through the pages a little bit, and the art in that one looks so good. Yeah. And then, okay, just to list off the other ones, because uh, I don't know quite as much about the other ones. Uh, there's one called Good Night Paradise uh, by the uh, writer Joshua Desert and the artist Alberto Ponticelli who have worked together before on some Vertigo books, um, one called The Unknown Soldier that I really, really liked. Um, and Alberto Ponticelli has worked on so many other... He's done a lot for Vertigo, so it kind of makes sense that he's going to this new indie uh, publisher. Nice. Um, the Seven Deadly Sins by Z Chun and Artyom Trakhanov. And that one was like a like a samurai story, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it had a kind of a Ronin kind of mentality to it, something... Uh, and then finally, the uh, the fearless Doctor Fang, also by Z Chun, um, also joined uh, on the writing by a gentleman named Mike Weiss, and then the artist of Firefly that's running right now, uh, Dan McDade, does the art on that one, and that's kind of a like a pulp throwback kind yeah, of action story. Very very uh, pulpy. And he Dan McDade <laughs> is really good at that. He's done lots of different short run comics that kind of have that 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 fun pulp kind of thing going on. Yeah, but the cool thing about the the studio is they they're releasing all the stories in both uh, trade paperback, or you can you can actually get them in single issues. But they they want to do like the whole story at once, mm-hmm. and then they they package all the single issues in like a little uh, like a collectible box. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and so we'll definitely be getting that in. Um, on top of these ones that we just mentioned, uh, you were saying that there's another one called Sentient that's going to yeah. come out from Jeff Lemire. Yeah, it, I'd, uh, I'd been following him on Twitter, and he keeps talking about this story that he's got coming up called Sentient. And I was so just aggravated because I couldn't find it to order it. And then uh, and then this shows up on our doorstep and... And I, I can shut up now because <laughs> I can get it. But it, it comes out in like uh, March oh. or something. Oh, my God. OK. Yeah. And then the artist on that one is going to be Gabriel uh, Hernandez Walta, who is so good. Yeah, uh, I've he, seen some some pages from it. If you go to Lemire's uh, Twitter page, he's been putting up some some stuff. If uh, if any if you're familiar, if you need a frame of reference, the guy uh, Gabriel Walta did the art on Tom King's Vision Run, which was phenomenal. Like his his art nice. pairs with with solid writing really really well. I can only imagine that this is going to be. Yeah, everything I've seen about it is has just been amazing. Right on. Yeah, so look out for those. We'll have those in the store just as soon as we possibly can. Honestly. Yeah. Um, you got uh, some <laughs> stuff coming out for next week? Yeah, there's some uh, cool stuff coming out next week. Uh, the, there's a, 
a Buffy number one, uh, which I looked into, and it's actually kind of a they're they're rebooting it and making it. Uh, they're just taking Buffy and making it modern. So okay, so it'll actually kind of like they're doing. I thought I was there a new TV show in the works. Uh, I heard that there was. I think we talked about it. On the I other think podcast. we talked about it before, but I, I, I believe this is taking like the same characters and the same character styles and all that, and then just kind of making it more relatable. Uh, sure, but, there, but there's that uh, Alien Resistance number one comes out, which is a, a direct follow up to the the game Alien Isolation. Oh, nice! So it follows uh, Ripley's daughter. Okay, cool. Uh, got one for you hellboy into bprd 1956 number three good old hellboy there we go does that count he mentioned it not you donnie's making the count on the other podcast i don't know if this one counts (laughs) just check it yeah i think it counts i haven't missed a week yet uh immortal hulk number 12 comes out uh american carnage number three uh Batman 63 comes out. I, I'm not sure if it's going to be another one of the nightmare ones. Cause it, uh, cause it, I, I, I kind of read into it and it, it, he's looking for Constantine for help. And so it sounds like they could bend into that. Yeah. Uh, he needs Constantine's help to, to solve some issue that he's having. But, uh, if you read, like the witching hour Constantine's kind of really messed up right now. Okay. So he's not even sure that he can help him out. Hmm. Uh, Naomi number one comes out. Oh yeah. That's one of the, is that one of the wonder comics? Uh, you know, I think it might be, it's, it follows a, a girl, uh, that starts looking into, uh, there's like a, a fight between, uh, Superman and, uh, and uh, uh, I can't think of his name. He's one of the the, the old gods' uh, kid. He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I know <laughs> the, the 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 furry guy that. Uh, oh yeah, the dark side God. raises. Yeah, I don't remember that guy's name. He's a like bat bard. No, Bl- like Blastar or some something weird like <laughs> it's that. Some really corny <laughs> name. He doesn't get used that often, but yeah, but but that guy. They fight, and then uh, she's like, uh, she's like, hey, wh- th- this happened before in my town, and and she starts investigating it, and it it might have repercussions on uh, who she is. Hmm. Because she doesn't. She's like a, an orphan and doesn't know who, what her background is. So interesting. She goes to find out. Uh, Mars Attacks number four comes out. Uh, the the next, uh, the follow-up to the Spider King story comes out. Oh, really? With a, a one-shot called Frostbite. Nice. Uh, I Di- really like that comic. Yeah, it was so wacky in the in the art, it, but yeah. it's such a good story. Indeed. Uh, Die, Die, Die number seven. Uh, Exorcisters number four. Hardcore number two. Rolled and told. I'm really looking forward to hardcore number two. That first one was, it was, it was good. Yeah. I wasn't sure about it. And then you were talking about it and I was like, Hey, I didn't, I honestly, not to dom talk. I wasn't expecting to, but then I read it and I'm sold. So we'll see. Nice. Uh, Guardians of the galaxy. Number one comes out. Uh, and then tank girl. Number two, uh, I actually didn't realize that it's, it's going to be an actual ongoing series. Really? And, and they haven't done that in like 30 years. Yeah, no joke. 
It's it's always been like a like little mini series. Yeah, two to four usually. Yeah, just like short runs, but that's awesome. You uh, you got yourself a question there for us? A really bad one this week. <laughs> I know the serial question last week. I said that was bad. This is worse. I think. Right on. Just keep those standards. I don't know. Low. I, I yeah. liked my breakfast burrito thing. I'm trying to set the bars low. <laughs> that was pretty pretty good. I liked it. Uh, so uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit, I, I asked these guys before the show who uh, a couple of the lamest characters they could think of were. Um, and now I'd like you two to, to tell me who you think would win in a fight between the two characters that you chose. <laughs> okay. Longshot and Our Man. Oh, jeez. So I picked Longshot because anytime you mention a lame superhero, I always think, oh, Longshot, you don't show up in my book. Because <laughs> he's, he's got luck powers, but his luck is... is uh, directly related to his motives so if he's if he's doing something that's not exactly like <laughs> on the up and up his luck powers don't work huh. <laughs> so that's interesting dumb yeah that's <laughs> i mean it sucks for him i guess you know if he's always altruistic i guess whatever but yeah uh, but our man's powers are he has no intrinsic superpowers himself but there's this thing this serum that he takes called miraclo or Miraclo something uh, that give him superpowers for periods of one hour at a time. Oh, geez. Is it the same superpowers every time? Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, it's like, I mean, super strength, you know, uh, super durability, um, like, you know, it's like kind of like standard run of the mill, like, you know, like, Hey, I'm a tough guy, superhero powers. Um, And I did see though, that there have been evidence of him taking, you know, another Miraclo, like, right after the hour of power is done, but there's also bad repercussions. It's kind of oh. like, kind of like a Bane kind of, like, like toxin <laughs> thing where he has, like, negative side effects. Huh. Um, anyway, he's been recently cast for the Stargirl TV show uh, as none other, none other than Lou Ferrigno Jr. Oh, that's oh, right. Geez, that's yeah, right. We, we did talk <laughs> yeah. about it last week, didn't we? So that's, I don't know, like, you know, but, the, Hulk's, but, the Hulk's kid. He's going to be our man. <laughs> who would win in that fight? I, th- I think that our man probably would. As long as he could do it within an hour. Yeah, and, and if, if Longshot was fighting him, he's probably up to something. Probably. So. I mean, unless they were just having, you know, straight up, you know, fisticuffs trying to figure out who wins, because that's fairly altruistic. That, that and that is best. Longshot's still pretty lame. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Well, you know, he can't do anything like steal the serum. Ah, uh, uh, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. That would be uh, underhanded. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think you're right. All right. I think our man would probably win that. There we go. Good to that, guys. I just laid, couldn't, laid stand, to rest. couldn't stand having him win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, I don't actually dislike our man. I just think his powers are, are fairly lame. That's fair. Yeah. I like that you picked him over like condiment getting or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's too big of a go-to. He right? really is. That might have been a better fight, though. It might have been. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. like to contact the show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook 
at AU Radio Podcast, Instagram at AU.radio, or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com. You can also support this show and all the shows on AU Radio by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Network. Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. <laughs>